everyone welcome to this episode of coffee with jim and james james i have to tell you a quick story about our guest today wait 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 wait. which james you gotta i don't know you oh said well, james. right we have two james james so cross confusing. i'm gonna tell you a story about james hulse okay got it and if you know my past c and g and l and g i'm kind of a, a geek in that where you're like a techie geek and all that stuff mm. i'm a geek in that I remember the first time, this is a true story that I met James, he was with uh, our other good friend, ex-representative of the state of Texas, Jason Isaac, at a trade show, and somehow we just got to meet each other. This might have been between my Centerpoint and Thigpen days, but we just started to geek out on LNG and talking about how one LNG tanker is the equivalent of six and a half CNG trailers and minus 265 degrees and all this stuff. And uh, it was a wonderful time. And, and an interesting part is the friendship that grew, you know, started there and continues to this day. And ironically, through our career, James and I, Hulse, James Hulse and I, uh, he then joined Centerpoint a few years later and some other things. And so it's, uh, it's ironic how our, our, our paths have kind of always intertwined. So with that, James Cross, let me let you bring in our guest today, if you would please. Yeah. There's a lot of James going on. Uh, James Hulse, we are uh, good friends. Uh, we have a lot of overlap from the TGA, our work there. Um, I think I've seen him on a few golf courses here and there as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, James, yeah. if you don't mind, give us a quick intro uh, for those that may not know you, and uh, then we'll follow up some juicy details. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for uh, inviting me. Um, you know, I've been, I've been a fan of the show when you guys first started kind of watching what you were doing and very opportune, the timing of things really what is, defines a lot of success and knowing when to do something. Y'all found a gap, especially with, you know, with the conditions of the, you know, the, the pandemic and whatnot, put this yeah. thing together that kind of helped to recreate this connection. And I love it. I love what you're right. doing. We appreciate it. Uh, Thank you, we're, we're hearing more and more. We, we just got back from AGA. This will date the episode, which I said, don't do, but um, we just got back from AGA and we heard such great things from folks out there that very similar, you know, just having somebody and, and kind of recreating that conversation that, that we've all been missing, um, which honestly, James leads to um, kind of the first question. It's been a crazy year and a half, two years, almost now. Um, you know, there's a reason we haven't ran each other at a show lately. How have you been holding up through the pandemic? What's it look like for you? How have things kind of been shaping and changing in your world? Well, I mean, things, uh, things are definitely, you know, very different or have been very different over the last, what, 18, 20 months since things kind of, you know, kind of uh, um, closed down, shut down, just changed. You know, the way we interact with people has changed. The way you approach people and maintain relationships is very different. You know, you know, Jimmy talked about, you know, the first time that uh, he remembers him and I meeting. Um, now that he brings that up, I, I, I remember that day. Um, and as he started to tell that story, I was a little nervous as to what he would uh, um, broadcast. But I, I think yeah. we have a, 
a good um, a good clean track record. So I'm proud of that. So Jason Isaacs, I can, we can still be friends. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He's probably an avid listener. Um, but uh, you know, COVID's uh, it's had a lot of uh, change. You know, what was habit and good habits that you developed over years and years through just typical behaviors um, were all interrupted. You know, I'll give you one example for you know for probably seven years previous to 2020. Every morning I got up at 4:45. I was at the gym by five, working out for an hour every morning. Come home, just the habit of all right, get the kids ready, get them out, make sure they're off to school get to the office, get to where I need to go or traveling. You know, when I, when I traveled, I, I created this habit of uh, reading, a, reading a book in flight that I always brought with me. I would read this book, get as many pages through. And I, I, I'm, I'm a little high functioning um, attention deaf. So I got to do different things. I can't concentrate on one thing for a long time, but, yeah. but I'm good at keeping several things going. So that's why I call it highly functional. But uh, so I could read a book for an hour or two. And I went through a lot of books, which I really enjoyed. Um, then when that kind of came to a screeching halt, that had to change. I had to find a different way to get in my exercise and workouts. You know, I bought a Peloton trying to find that solution, did walks, did other workouts around the house or, or in the backyard on the pool and stuff, you know, or um, with, with reading, it was difficult because it wasn't like that set time when I was on a flight heading to a customer, but COVID changed that. My role with the business has changed that, that I'm not traveling nearly as much. So I've had to find other places that make sense and are convenient to support what were good habits, but the habits worked because of the convenience of the timing. So that happened. You know, the other big piece, I think you guys would probably, this show is, a, is kind of a testament to it, is how you maintain relationships throughout yeah, COVID. Totally One, different. How do you connect with people you don't see all the time that you used to, whether, you know, shows, visiting customers, your employees, your coworkers. And the other one is how do you maintain relationships with the people you're seeing a lot more like your family, like, you know, people that are at home all the time that you're used to having that separation. You know, it, it kind of reveals in yourself, you're good in a certain situation. Can you be good in all situations? And if you can't, how quick can you adapt and, and kind of overcome? So you know, I got uh, engaged during COVID. Um, a wow. lot of things happened kind of during that, during that period. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled, very happy. Uh, found a fantastic lady and, and uh, she fits well with our family and, and we fit well with her. And so we're, uh, we're thrilled about that. But even that during that period, kind of constantly building on, building yourself to be a good partner, be a good, you know, good father, pandemic and changing behavior and, and habits, you know, you got to be able to adjust. Yeah. be quick with it so your show this thing it, it it's you know it was it's always refreshing to see who you have on to listen to what they're talking about you know so your show's an, a, a testament to that you would i don't would this have happened if covid didn't happen no know? way yeah. yeah jim wouldn't Not at all host. yeah it might yeah, be jim would like no i'm getting on the road <laughs> it might have been me and you exactly. host. i mean but uh yeah jim wouldn't have been involved he would have been too busy yeah but it is a cool byproduct um, for sure. I will say being out on the road this past week, I wondered how it would translate, you know, like, because there's so many people that I met in a virtual environment and these were going to be some of the first times to really get there, shake their hands. And I'll tell you, we were open arms. I mean, everyone, I mean, literally there are people that came up and hugged my neck that I'd never met before other than through this podcast and you know through zoom and so that was awesome because you know honestly i was like 
uh, well, we'll be invited to the table in person, you know, and we were, and that was really cool. So it's awesome to hear that from folks that have watched it because I've said it before. I don't watch the show a lot because we live it, you know, we kind of do. And, and when I do go back, I'm like, and I hope people are, I hope we're checking our boxes too, you know, like, and really making the impact we do. So that's awesome to hear. You know, it's, uh, I've, I've always, I've always said that disruption creates opportunity. No doubt. And if you're in disruption instead, you know, I, you, you have to focus on what is the opportunity. Don't focus on the disruption. You, if you wanted to create that, that's what you wanted. If you didn't, you know, then there's an opportunity for you to do something. And this was an opportunity you guys jumped on very opportune, very, you know, very intelligent, very smart move. And well, thank so you. I'll stop praising you now. And we'll get to <laughs> Our next three episodes, we're doing a mini series with James Hulse <laughs> about the impact of coffee with Jim and Jim. <laughs> oh, geez. Let me come down to earth because with uh, James Hulse's mm-hmm. words, I, I'm, ooh, you know, how much... Let, let me do bring it down to earth. And one thing we talk about in the pre-show, we talk about it with everybody and it kind of relates to this is that we kind of set this up like we're catching up at a trade show. Just have that open organic conversation like we haven't seen each other in two months. Hence, like before COVID when we see each other every month or two months. And if we were just catching up a trade show today, um, I would ask you, you know, knowing the mobile energy solutions business, virtual pipelines, CNG tankers, LNG tankers, a lot of the audience kind of knows about it, but doesn't, but it's, it's mobile. It's on the move. And, you know, I want to dive into that business aspect uh, with the pandemic. Did it alter? Did it change things? What during the pandemic um, fostered in the mobile energy side? Was it uh, 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 positive for you guys? Was it challenging? Give us the, uh, Give us what you encountered, James Hulse. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jim. You know, your, your, your experience in this business, you have a lot of insight. And you can probably imagine a lot of the things that we, you know, had to deal with. You know, yeah. you, led a, you led a business very, very similar um, for a long time, very successfully. Um, you know, Thank but, you know, the, the actual experience, yeah, you well-deserved. You know, you, you deserve that. Um, the actual experience going through it, uh, you know, you kind of come in. And I remember when we first decided at the tower at center point to uh go, to work virtually and i had some meetings set for some time in like uh um in april and i pushed them i said ah you know we're not gonna do these in april right um we'll, we're gonna we're gonna push them to may cinco de mayo it's uh corona anti-corona day cinco de mayo it all makes sense let's push them to cinco de mayo that's when we're gonna beat corona yeah well yeah. i wasn't even on the i wasn't even right on the right year you know so um you know, it was a lot of things in that respect change. You know, we, we had all our employees, you know, were um, consistently, our technicians would consistently come to the shop when they weren't out on projects. You know, we do projects all over the lower 48. Yep. Um, they would come to the shop and, and they would work together and be together, you know, um, during the day when they weren't out. We had to change that. We had to yep. limit cross contact. So then, and then we also had to help them maintain the relationships with each other because a lot of times they would show up on projects and rely on each other because they were working together for 12, 13 hours at a time, or they were kind of shifting with one person there, one person there in the morning, one in the evening, and kind of had that exchange of information between their shifts of how things are running, any updates, and trying to minimize contact. Yep. Because we're we're we are a, a smaller group. We don't have a pool of 
you know, several hundred people to pull from that if two, 3%, 5% get sick, um, that we'd be okay. You know, we, we, you know, we have uh, 12 people in the field, one gets sick, that's a big impact. So we were very, very uh, conscious of that. We, we didn't come out unscathed, you know, we, 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 were, we were affected, but we, we handled it, uh, I think, uh, very well. You know, the other thing about it, you know, 2020 was we, we, as we went into the pandemic, we're trying to figure out what the impact would be. And all the impact, every number was, here's our negative impact to the business because of this. And for us, we were wrong. In the end, the impact was, you know, our customers, uh, especially utility companies, they were limiting um, employees from going into homes to do relights. So they stopped doing shutoffs for non-payment. We saw that all over the country. There were programs to stop um, uh, utilities from being shut off for non-payment because people were out of work or different things. Um, so they didn't want to shut them off, not just for non-payment, also for if there was um, work to be done, they had to repair, replace something. They didn't want to be in the home. So they did sure. everything they could to maintain the gas flow to that home to keep it consistently running, which presented a big influx of opportunity for us because that's exactly what we do. Yep. We maintain the gas flow, maintain the integrity of the system with injecting gas downstream of, of a shutdown portion of the pipe or an isolation. So that started taking off. And then there were delays. There were some, uh, some other issues that kind of lined up with um, um, getting permits or getting things through different government organizations to get pipelines run or replaced that some shutdowns took longer. So our 2020 was kind of a, not kind of, it was a record year for us. Really? By activity, by you know, revenue, by all our key performance indicators were just radically up. When if you asked me what was happening in April, I would be shaking my head like, I'm not sure, but sure. I'm confident it's not gonna be better. <laughs> you, know? you know, we were wrong, um, but wrong in a good way. You know, that yeah. happened to happen, you know? And for us, we don't look at that, oh, we had this, that wasn't the win. The win was we quickly adjusted our processes, adjusted how we interacted with each other and adjusted how we um, flow information, share information and kind of, keep our business healthy, our business immune system healthy, our, 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 our employees healthy, those switches made it us able to kind of funnel all that to opportunity and, and take advantage of it. So, you know, you combine all of that um, during COVID with, you know, we were going through um, a divestiture from Centerpoint. You know, we've been um, working as a, as a competitive energy business um, under the Centerpoint name since 1997. It's, it's evolved a few different times over that uh, period. And uh, um, right before, you know, COVID hit, it was, hey, let's, let's look at selling this business as well. Centerpoint is very focused on their uh, um, utility, rate-regulated electric and gas utility business, which is very successful. Yep. Um, and, it, and it makes perfect sense. You know, that is the big piece. We were, if you look at the pie chart of total revenue, um, you couldn't zoom in far enough to see the pixels of the line that Mobile Energy Solutions is. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> we, you know, we we weren't core. We we are a big support piece. We do support them to maintain the integrity of their of their systems, um, but not not a core focus of the business. And and they realize that. So well, this um, industry is is growing for you. Your customer base is growing you need someone that can focus on you and that's not going to be us. So let's put you out to the market and find a good home for you. And uh, that's what they did all during COVID. We worked on that as well. So congratulations. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's, that's great. And I just want to comment a little bit before we've been focusing 
so much on, you know, um, or bringing it up, I should say, we're in the virtual world, we're going to get back to conferences, hybrid, we're learning about this virtual world. In your world, my past world, you know, the education of uh, virtual pipeline, and how can be of use and keep people up and running, you know, versus like a cut and replace and put a stopple in. And, you know, that's been done for decades and decades and decades and people are just used to it. When you throw that into the pandemic time when people are like, oh, we don't want to go into houses and relights. How can we avoid it? And I, I think people are going to really probably embrace the virtual pipeline, the mobile energy side a lot more going forward because the time of COVID had maybe forced a hand into that. Is that a, a feel? Am I just getting that feel or is that your feel too? No, that's, that's a great assessment. You know, Jim, you, you'd, you'd uh, you, I guess you'd have the experience to see that and connect the two. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's become more of a normal thing. You know, when I, when I went to Centerpoint and really started helping develop this and, and you were at uh, a big pen developing it as well, the time is very different today. Back then yeah. we, the, we were up against, we were this new exotic service. Yeah. Very different. You know, a lot of people had never done it or heard of it. They'd used alternate means when they, when they needed to. Yep. And as the service became available and as a new tool um, that they could use to maintain their gas flow, serve their customers, it's become um, more widely accepted. And now everybody talks about it like it's an everyday thing, which is good for business. Good. You know, we, we've accomplished that as, a, as an industry. Yeah. We've accomplished that, shown that it is reliable, shown that it is safe, that it can be yeah. done. So, and then COVID helped push that and expose a lot more people in the industry to it. You know, and so now you see what was trying to get a meeting with a customer and tell them about this and explain mm -hmm. what it is and explain how it works to just constantly you're hearing RFPs going out from all these different people that would hardly even give you a meeting six years ago. Yeah. That are now just, nope, this is normal process. We've got this in our book and it's kind of yeah, a lot of Sounds like fantastic customers that are on like work orders instead of doing bids. So it's comfort level. And it, you know, yeah. the more you use it, the more comfortable, more comfortable you are, the more confident you are and all those things and it's great to see let me switch gears a little bit on you because i it, it also brought up a a topic that i know that you're absolutely a champion of and herald it and uh the topic of responsible energy give presentations on it and such like that and you know those outside of the industry hear the words responsible energy um they're like whoa what what what, what type of political agenda is this and it really isn't and you do a very good job, James Hulse, of talking about that. Um, can you fill us in your thoughts? Why are you so passionate about that topic and, and being a champion for sharing that topic with others? You know, um, you know first to me, res responsible energy is pretty simple. It um, entails really the overall integrity of the energy system and limiting waste within there and also failures within that system limit those as much as we possibly can. You know, we need, we need to find, of course, um, long lasting fuel sources that are good for our economy, good for our environment and good for all of our citizens and our geographic neighbors as well. We are a world economy when it comes to energy um, and something that works well for all of us over a long period of time, what works well today and what can work well as, as technology develops. But, you know, my, my take on it and my focus on it is really um, more about that reliable energy delivery and about it being as, as, um, as pure as it can be. Because when it's not reliable or it's not available to everyone, everyone doesn't have the same 
um, economic advantage. They don't all have the same opportunities to, uh, to excel, the same opportunities to open their own business or some opportunities to maintain kind of their, their stable future and their income. You look right. at different communities, you know, that, that we'll, we supply gas to. Um, and sometimes, you know, we're looking at providing gas to maybe um, a large uh, commercial industrial, like a, like a plant where there's two, 300 workers that live in that small town to that plant. And um, their, their response, a lot of the, the, the response we get from a successful project like that, that we've heard is from uh, local leadership, whether it's from the city or, or the mayor or different things. And we really appreciate the ability to do this, to maintain our, 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 our citizens working, the plant moving. Because that's revenue for them. That's that's you know that's that's uh, income for their for their the employees. They're not furloughed and things like that. So this this reliable system doesn't just create you know we all get our, our lights on. It means a lot more than that when it comes to all the way hits all the way at home into our pocket. Not just the person providing, but the individual working at the plant. That if they shut the pipe down, like well the plant we we need to do a controlled shutdown and we're going to furlough everybody for four or five days and then come back on. That's a big impact to that community. To the individuals, all the way down, you know, to the yeah, it, it, hits, it hits that bottom line. And when you have good community leaders that understand that and really care about it, they 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 see that they see it before we even have to say anything, and they understand that impact. So, when it comes to that responsible energy, finding ways to give that opportunity to everyone, we have a great nation full of opportunity, and if we we can provide affordable, clean energy to everyone. Um, consistently that they can rely on, it, it creates opportunity and it lifts everybody. And it, and it kind of gets us through some of these different things of uh, these different inequalities that we may perceive that are real and helps, helps us overcome that just through energy, you know? So maybe I'm trying to be too, uh, um, uh, I guess, uh, not patriotic, but uh, trying to tie this too much to like some emotional connection, but it is, it's, it's you know, you look at uh, the example of like uh, Winter Storm Yuri, and the, and the impact that it had on, on my community here in Texas, you know, mm-hmm. we yeah. come in and we, we go through this freeze that people in Wisconsin and in Minnesota are looking at us like, what is wrong with you? It was below yeah. freezing for a couple of days. We've been that way for, you know, three months. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not built for that. Built and the for impact it. it had on my neighbors with water damage from frozen, yeah. broken pipes, you I, know, and then it was, it was dramatic. Awesome. Yeah. People don't realize in Texas that, uh, water heaters, air conditioners, units are in the attic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not the basement because there's no basements in Texas for lack of a better term. My brother over here, James Cross, I remember I, it was three, four, five days. I mean, we were on mm-hmm. zoom calls when we could, he was battling, just getting water into the house. I, I smelled so bad that they kicked me <laughs> off of zoom calls, you know? No, I learned a lot during that time, but you're right. We're not built for it. No, we're not. We learned quite a bit. I learned quite a bit as a homeowner of things that, and I thought I was fairly smart guy, you know, but, you know, not living in a house that's ever had pecs or anything, you know, like all kinds of things. I'm just sitting here going, uh, well, well, that wasn't insulated. (laughs) I learned that today. (laughs) I learned that. I learned that about my water well, you know, or anything, right? And it's, um, yeah, it makes you really think about your energy choices and across the board. Um, you know, it, oh, go ahead. Sorry, it, it really does. And that, that impact hit, you know, like my neighbors down the street, you know, they they don't have, they didn't have a generator. They didn't have certain things. And they thought, well, we're going to go someplace. And they didn't really understand, you know, to drain the water from their house because a lot of the mm-hmm. pipes go through the attic. Yeah. And we're here um, 
we have a couple generators running, kind of fluctuating different parts, different circuits in the house to keep things warm, putting whatever we can. I'm in the attic pushing insulation on top of pipes, you know, yeah. off of other, uh, this will survive us, you know, and then, and then draining it at night when we weren't using the water. Um, but those people like they were, it was, it was a big impact, you know, yeah, they have insurance, it'll help, but. You oh, know, this disruption and chaos. The dis- yeah, the disruption is huge and it, it's not free. You know, the insurance, it doesn't, does not go back and make you completely whole. It'll, it'll fix your house, but you're going to have those problems. So, you know, having that reliable system, you know, so during that storm, you know, we were out, we had every single piece of equipment out. We were injecting gas onto 27 different injection That's points awesome. throughout Texas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma on places that would have lost gas, which would have been even right. more impactful because they wouldn't be able to keep at least maybe the gas fireplace going or their furnace going with, with some power generation. Um, you know, so, I mean, thousands of homes and businesses were kind of supported with that, you know, so the, whatever we can do to help support that, that's really our focus. And I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's worked well for us it, and it, uh, it, it helps us feel good about our co- contribution to that reliable energy system that we're trying to support. I like that angle. I do for sure. Uh, James, I, I've been like a fly on the wall over here because y'all just nerd out about stuff. And I listen, you'd think I'm, may know this and I'm just giving myself a hard time, but really I learned so much from these shows and um, then I feel like I get better for the next one. But I did hear you talk about, you know, your avid reader earlier. I know you've at least watched one of our podcasts. Um, one and a half. T- yeah. Tell me, I, so I'm a, I love audiobooks. Um, uh, I was just traveling last week and the same thing. I used to just put it on and, or read on all my trips. And so I've missed that component and had to find it in other ways. Tell me what, what's your go-to books? What, you know, what's some of your favorites? Um, this is usually where Jimmy just checks his phone and hangs out with himself. Cause he's, he literally has two books. I think the Bible, Bible. seven habits. That's it. Yeah, and he was forced to read both of them, uh, thankfully. But what's what's in your uh, what's in your apps, your podcasts? What do you listen to? What you, what do you read? What what are some of your favorites? Yeah, you know, I I, I try to be you know a, a lifelong learner, um, but I think I'm still learning how to learn yeah, more so than anything. You know, so a lot of the the things I read focus on. Um, you know, some people may call it self help. I call it personal or professional development. You know, so I like to learn about different subjects and things on podcasts, of course, you know, coffee with Jim and James, of course. you know, on the daily. I'm um, subscribed to it as well. <laughs> just to pad numbers. Yeah. I, I, I support my likes on LinkedIn, everything I can do Thank you. to help. So I think you guys are doing great, but outside of that, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, Russell Brand, Tim Ferriss, um, Joe Rogan, just because the, the sure. wide variety of people that they have on there from things that topics that you may completely disagree with, but even listening through it and understanding, you know, I think I understand why they believe the way they feel do. that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, can, I, I like understand that. why I they would feel a, that way. Makes perfect I sense. Good, I love a good lens, you know, when yeah. I can get a new lens into something that's really refreshing. I and whether I agree with it or support it or not, as long as, you know, I can understand why they would, that makes perfect sense, you know, mm-hmm. and, and kind of getting that kind of breaking out of, this box of who I am, you know, I think I'm constantly evolving and learning. And if I feel like I've figured everything out, you know, that's probably the, my first failure point. And the next ones are quickly after that, but 
I'm reading, I'm reading two books right now. Um, one is a biography of uh, Theodore Roosevelt, which is oh, super cool. interesting. That guy, um, kind of, kind of a savage, um, yeah. very yeah. hardcore dude who came in at a time in the, in the United States when, you know, assassination of presidents was not uncommon, um, with, uh, um, what was it, uh, Abraham Lincoln and, um, and Garfield right before him, you know, the one that, uh, he replaced Garfield. He comes in to be the uh, president of the United States and kind of helps settle things, you know, at a time when the United States was trying to figure out who they were. What are we doing? What do we value? You yeah. know, where do, where do we sit in the world? And, and they, if they didn't like something, you know, back in the day, it was a, uh, it was, you know, it was a musket, you know, <laughs> <Here> we, <laughs> pace it off. Let's yeah, go. But the other one I'm reading is, uh, is a book called a risk, a user's guide uh, by general uh, Stanley McChrystal. Um, and he does a very good job of talking about how to, what risk is, things that you can do to improve the health of yourself and your business to avoid mm-hmm. risk, to assess risk. And he gives this really good example um, that I want to share. You know, he talks about there's risk everywhere and we all see it. We all know it. Sure. And every time you get in your car, there's risk. But you can do things. You know, the risk is there. You have no control of what that is. You can control your, um, what you do when you're, in that form of risk. So when you get on a plane, do you put your seatbelt on in turbulent, you know, environment or do you not, you know, that's up to you. You can control it. He gives us this example of uh, you're walking down the street and you know, someone is down there with a handgun. Well, if you just walk down the street in your street clothes, you're probably going to suffer a pretty big impact if they hit you with that gun. But if you're going on that street with a tank, you know, that, that threat of that gun is probably pretty minimal, you know? So how you, um, address those threats and things is, is important. So in your business, like communication is extremely important. So you understand that, Hey, there's a threat down here and it comes from very different, every different angle from supply chain, you know, with us, you know, it's how is our, how healthy are our suppliers that we rely on? How good is our relationship with them? You know, because that's health of our business. That's a risk to our business, you know, and everything to our customers, how healthy are our customers? How healthy is our, all these other pieces that we can assess to make sure that, you know, if we do come across risk, we've really addressed it, communicated it well, and we have a good uh, plan to kind of avoid those issues, but Very fantastic cool. books. I would recommend both of them. I've read several others. If you want a good audio book, Sapiens by Yuval Harari, I think Yuval Harari. Fantastic. Very, very um, deep into the origin of man on a scientific level. Wow. Very, very deep. Whoa. And if, Jim, if, if you're an laughed. avid Bible reader, you, you'll, you'll get a different perspective. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very, very, very interesting. Why people, you know, one of the things they talk about is, is how you can unite people at a time when we went from being tribes of smaller groups where you knew everybody individually and intimately. Mm. And you knew they supported you, you supported them because you knew their name, you knew their children, you knew everything about them to today, a symbol now unites people that have never met. You can name a symbol. There are a lot of symbols you could probably bring up that unite people. You can call a symbol good, bad, whatever it is. But when certain people see that symbol, they then assimilate and say, I am with like, you know, Gal Apple, yeah. Or Android, whatever you're holding up there. It's Or whatever it is, a flag. Uh, Yes, a logo. Subgroups, yeah. A logo. 
You know, that's one thing. You know, here's something I want to show it real quick. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That this was about to ask this exact yeah, yeah. question. Man, what I, a I, fa- I found the way to inject it. We talked about it. And Let's James, do it, baby. This, this is so don't. smooth, and I'm blowing it by saying how smooth I am with it. But. No, please. I, I'm going to let you transition. So, you know, as, you know, we mentioned in the very beginning our, our transition and divestiture from Centerpoint, which is a fantastic company. Cannot yeah. say anything better about my experience with Centerpoint. Great Amen. people. Great yeah, processes. You have an opportunity to work there, take it. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about the opportunity we have now. We've kind of been messing with our, our logo a little bit, and we're 98% set on Man, this one. So I'm going to give you a quick, quick look Ooh, at it. Look at that. Love it. Nice. Quick look. All right. All right. Man, so you better shut it down. There's a brand department somewhere freaking yeah. out. <laughs> Can I give you a, a little bit of pride moment here? Yes, they may may not know, but I was part of the core two or three people that came up with the name Mobile Energy Solutions in 2008 or 2009. 2009 was the name change, right? Yes, sir. That's when I graduated high school. Yeah, well, (laughs) anyways, let's go to another subject. But you know that the name that uh, that name carries customers know that name. Yeah. you know, the MES or mobile yeah. energy solutions name. And, and it fits very well, you know, what we deliver, you know, we had an opportunity to, do we just completely change it? Do we do something different, you know? Um, when, and we said, no, absolutely not. This is a fantastic name. It delivers the message. People know us by that. I yeah, think hey, so. take some pride in that, Jamie. It lives on. Yes. It lives on. <laughs> I, it's it's, it's kind of weird, but I do have uh, uh a little pride of that it's it's fun to see that and I, it really didn't occur to me until i'm looking at it i'm like that communications degree finally paying off that hey, was it there you that go was, that, that was, was it all that all that education i love it james we're we're winding down let's uh, i'm sorry james hulse i know um, freaks me out every time james jim's all of the whole bit based well, on his performance though i will say that if i need a fill-in one week either way you know I'd be happy for James to fill in for me. You know, I, you. I, I was going to start a podcast on relationships right at the beginning of, of, of COVID. Well, it was before, you know, thinking I wanted to do something like this. I bought a bunch of gear. I've got probably $2,000 worth of gear sitting on the shelf here. Prime condition, barely used, has four test recordings on it on my back patio. But uh, uh, I know, yeah, the professional I, I, mic. I thought somebody was getting a rose tonight. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. I jumped in. I love it. I love it. I love it. James, if we, Hulse, if we could, um, as we wind down here, you have the platform, you have the audience, you have the stage. If you were to say one word, one phrase, one thought that you want to leave the audience with today, what's on your mind? What would you want to leave them with? And it, it is your world. So anything you want to say? You know, the, the, I appreciate you opening the stage to anything. Wow, that's so- I want to say. Uh, that's what I heard. So, within reason. With, within bounds. And these are fantastic bounds I'm going to put it into. So I, I would like to participate, all three of us, into kind of a little exercise. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, I, and I'm stealing this a little bit from Tim Ferriss. If you've ever read his book, um, um, what is it? Uh, um, uh, Habit, uh, Champion, something of, uh, mm. I'll think of the name. So in this Cross, book. Get he, on it. Get on across. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of it. Um, uh, he, in this book, he basically sent out these letters to like 150 different people with six questions on him. He says, hey, just respond to one or two. Okay. And, and, and then he got these different, all these different 
successful people in science, you know, acting, you know, things like that, all these people you've heard of, you know, pretty interesting. And, and there were two of the questions, I'm gonna give you the choice of these two and give the response to one of them. Did you just turn this around on us? I feel I, like you, on you're the one that suggested I could fill in for you. So yes, that's exactly well, what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> it's the rains, big boy. But I'm it's sure your fans want to hear from you too, not just, yes, not, yes. I feel like I've been speaking. I'm sure, all three of them. That, that, that's that's the information Ooh. I got. I put out a poll, and they said they want to meet us. Make sure Let's you do it. I'm ready. So here are the two. So so here are the two things Tim Ferriss had asked out. So I got to give him credit for these. But the first one, you know, if, if you could write something on a billboard, anything that everybody would see, what would you write? Or if you could give a high school senior one piece of advice, what would it be? Ooh, pick one. Pick one. Pick one and give a response. Do you have to, to go one. right now? I feel like I need some study time. I'll go first. Love it. I'll go first. So I'll take the billboard. You know, if I, if I was to put, you know, be able to put something on a billboard that everybody drove by and saw, um, especially here in Houston traffic, they'd be able to read it 30 times as they approach and go by. Um, you know, do what is most important today. That's what I would write in there. Okay. I like it. I can do what is most important today. This is going to sound corny. For me, because um, I've been saying it for a year, and and those behind the scenes know why and and where it, it comes from. But um, I would say in both settings that I would say be brave. Um, nothing gets done without you know that fear and that concern, and and nothing gets done until somebody steps out and does it. And it doesn't matter what it is; it could be the smallest, most insignificant to someone else, but until you step out there, none of that hard stuff gets done. Be brave, love it. I don't even know if I can go now, but I will. Uh, I would do the high school because actually with summer, my daughter just graduating college, uh, she's kind of in those years and I always gave her advice was look for experiences and share those experiences with others. Because in, Decades and decades, when you look back at your life, it's not the money or the clothes or this or that, but it's going to be all those memories and those memories come from experiences. So whether it's taking a new path around the park or going to see a, a, a lake or going to see a concert or going to do whatever, enjoy and really look for life's experiences and cherish those. Like being on a podcast with, yeah, your, with your, your good friend. <laughs> Like being on pipe, James, that was fun. Yeah, I appreciate I you playing along. We didn't know that was coming. That was no, James, you didn't. You James didn't. James pulled that one out of. Uh, I like and that. It's making our show better. Jimmy, did you write that down? <laughs> I don't. I don't own a pen, so or a book. Keep All it right. up here, James. James. Thank you. Uh, wait, James Hulse. Hmm. Well, and James Cross too. Thank you, James Cross, brother. As always, James Hulse. Thank you for joining us today. We brother. really appreciate it. We liked it. It was good. Uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you both very, very much. I have a lot of respect mm -hmm. for the two of you. And and uh, it means a lot to kind of for you guys to invite me on here and do this. So thank you very much. You're a great well, friend thanks. and we're uh, happy to have you. Yeah, uh, it's been a ton of fun. And uh, really, I mean, when we need a stand in. I know the guy. I think he's, <laughs> he's it. I, I would be more than willing to test my hand. I've gone as far as recording myself. And then listening to it and thinking of how awful I sound. Well, I feel like I sound great, but I have my crutch words. I've kind of 
tried to recognize so that I could not say those words all the time or those pauses. Let's not talk about that. I feel you like you just be like me and just say whatever comes to your mind and you just go with it every time. That's Literally be the same thing every episode. We we've had discussions about both of us, like, okay, we can't say excited anymore. Not what's, the other, what's my other word? Um, um epic. Epic? Epic? Uh, oh, I thought it was um. Um, um I'm a common yeah, that's a popular mine is word. right. I chase right. with right. Mine is right. yes. Right. Anyways, we're 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 going down a path. Sorry. James Hulse, I want to geek out with you over C and G and L and G soon, whether that's in person or on another podcast. And, and maybe you know, bring that world to other people in a video format. See what I'm doing here? No. Anytime, brother. Keep All right. Anyways, audience, thanks for tuning in. We hope you gained something today. If you're on the LinkedIn platform, connect with Mr. James Hulse. He is a wealth of information, intrigue, uh, just a generally good guy. Intrigue. So, I know. That was I, I, that was a new word for me. Come on. I'm trying. On connect with <laughs> us, too. Um, man, I'm always looking for friends on LinkedIn. Keep, yeah, keep sharing Cross. the message. Come on. I'm looking for, I'm trying to break 100 connections. So please, somebody connect with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Until next week on Coffee with Jim and James, as I always mention, please, everyone stay safe. Until next week, we will see you back here. Take care, everybody.